welcome to episode three of Radio Free Cascade. My name is Abe Proctor. As we speak, it is the afternoon of Friday, April 10th. It is a beautiful day outside. Spring is in full force here in the Pacific Northwest. And looking around uh, the nation, around the world, there are signs of hope popping up all over the place. Uh, the number of new hospitalizations is on decline in New York City, which is the epicenter of the infection here uh, in North America. And here in Oregon, it appears that our early adoption of social distancing measures is having a measurable effect on flattening the infection curve. I say this all with a note of very, very cautious optimism. There are still a lot of variables in play. Many things can still change, but the early signs are there that we may, uh, if we're not through the worst of things already, uh, then that we may soon be through the worst of things. Uh, this is good, uh, but for those of us who uh, are still working from home, who are still away from the campus and the college, uh, for everybody actually, it is more important than ever that we maintain strict adherence to the protocols of social distancing. Because there's a one way that this can all go south, even as things appear to be getting better, and that's if we let our guard down. We still have got to keep that physical separation. We still need to stay home whenever possible, and we still need to take precautions when we have to go out in public. That means uh, gloving up before you go to the grocery store, for example, putting on a mask, uh, the CDC is now recommending, um, and using your head. Avoid infectious situations. Avoid contact with possibly infected surfaces. Things appear to be getting better, but this is no time to fall asleep on the job. But you guys are all very smart, and I know that you're aware of this all already. So with that said, let's move along with the show. Um, I want to say thank you once again to Corey Kilpatrick for that theme music uh, at the start of the show. You can listen to more of Corey's work on SoundCloud, where he uh, posts under the username Don Yori. So thank you for that, Corey. Uh, coming up on today's episode, uh, we are turning to student leadership. We have two uh, presidents of ASPCC Cascade on the docket for you today. The first... Uh, that we'll hear from is the current president, M. Jones, uh, who is currently a full-time uh, student at PCC. And the second was is uh, Terry Fain, our immediate past president of ASPCC Cascade, who is now studying in North Carolina. So we checked in with Terry uh, to see how things are in her community and to learn a little bit about what she has been up to. So as always, uh, I am eager to play your submissions on the podcast. Uh, and I want to run down very quickly how you can do that. If you would like to record a voice greeting to the campus community, um, you can do that very easily. It takes just a few seconds of your time. And I mean that quite literally. Here's what you do. You take your smartphone, you find the voice recorder app. I don't Apple smartphones. It's called uh, Voice Memo. I'm not sure what it's called on Android or Google phones, but I guarantee you that there is a function like that on your phone. So you locate that app, you switch it on, you hit record, you hold the phone up to your face, and you record your greeting. Um, it can be as simple as a shout out to your colleagues and friends. Uh, you can call out 
individuals if you want to. You can issue challenges. You can tell jokes. You can sing songs. You can play your guitar and accompany yourself. You can do just about anything. And I will throw it up on the podcast. As I've mentioned before, it's all part of keeping us all dialed in, keeping us all close, as close as we can during this time of physical separation. So uh, keep those submissions coming. I look forward to hearing them. They always put a smile on my face. So before we move to the interviews, I hope that you are all well. I hope that you are finding ways to keep yourselves intellectually stimulated, finding ways to keep yourselves engaged with the people you love, um, and, you know, finding some time to get your work done also. So without further ado, let's hear from M. Jones. All right, we're here with M. Jones. She is the president of ASPCC Cascade and a student at our beloved campus. Emily, uh, thank you for joining us this morning. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. Certainly. Do you prefer Emily or M? Uh, I go by M, and I also use she and they pronouns. Okay, got it. So, first of all, um, how are you handling the abrupt transition to online learning? Has that been a struggle for you? It's definitely been a struggle. I think um, many students have had a similar experience. So it was really interesting. I had this expectation that I wouldn't have any issues transitioning because I've taken online classes in the past. Um, But the amount of time, screen time that's happening now, um, in addition to, you know, instructors are learning how to teach in this new format, in addition to how to engage students in an online setting. And so there's just a lot of learning going on and a lot of, you know, from everyone really. Um, and so I think it's just really important to have a lot of patience and, um, you know, give a lot of kindness and understanding to everyone as we transition through this learning period. Yeah, I think patience and understanding uh, are required elements in almost in virtually every aspect of human life right about now. Um, so what are you hearing then from your fellow students about their experiences? I imagine there's quite a range of, uh, of what people are going through right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's, it is quite a range. I'm really grateful to be working with my fellow student leaders. Um, I feel like folks have been able to talk about what they're grateful for and to be able to try to find um, ways to support one another during this time. And so I think that's been really important. Um, I know some students who have lost their jobs and, um, you know, some of their biggest concerns right now are just how can they get their next meal? Uh, There's, you know, obviously limited resources for students and things like that right now. Um, And so there's just a lot of concerns in addition to just being able to transition to an online learning environment that's happening. So based upon the conversations you've been having with your fellow students, what do you you think are the most pressing needs uh, that people are facing right now? I think leniency, um, honestly. So I think one of the biggest barriers that I'm hearing from students right now is like deadlines and things like that, where, you know, they're still unsure about their employment, uh, unemployment checks coming through and how much that will be. Or, you know, um, some folks are waiting to hear back about their SNAP applications. And so 
one of the biggest concerns right now is just being able to continue to adhere to these payment deadlines in a time where incomes are so unstable. Um, and so I've heard from students who are concerned about dropping classes or um, other things. And so I just, as a student leader, I just want to try and um, share the information about the resources that we have as much as possible with as many students as possible because we do have a lot of resources um, that can help to support students to stay in school during this time as, you know, folks are just really concerned about payment deadlines and how they're going to be able to um, manage their finances during this time. So wiggle room from instructors, from the business office, from financial aid, from everybody would be helpful to your fellow students, you think? Yeah, definitely. And I really appreciate I saw the message from uh, Dr. Lang come out about the extension on deadlines and the uh, waiver process and those kind of different opportunities for folks who, um, you know, just need that extra support in this time. One of the other things that I've been hearing from students is just around mental health. Um, and how that's being impacted during this time and, um, you know, how folks in the college are really thinking about mental health resources. And again, kind of that like leniency understanding uh, for students during this time. Um, one of the other things, too, that I keep thinking about is everyone is going to navigate this crisis differently. And so just being able to understand that no two students may have the same experience with this and being able to support um, that dynamic as well, I think is important. So uh, I know that you and uh, your fellow student leaders in the best of times uh, are deeply engaged in work that helps to support um, the most vulnerable uh, members of the student community. And I would imagine that given the current set of conditions that um, that that work is even more critical uh, than it would be uh, during more or less normal times. I'm putting air quotes around normal right now. Um, so tell us a little bit about what ASPCC is doing right now to reach out to those vulnerable members of the student population and ensure that their needs are being met right now. Absolutely. We've really focused on how we can reallocate funding during this time. So obviously we're not doing programming or some of those other things that we had allocated funds for. And so we've been able to uh, make really strategic decisions around where that funding can be reallocated to. So for instance, we were able to uh, just recently allocate additional funds to the emergency grants. Um, and that's one of the ways in which we're really trying to support students right now is through the emergency grants. Um, we're also very thankful to be partnering with the foundation to be able to offer grocery gift cards, uh, and those will be coming out. And any person who has utilized our Panther Pantry will get an email about that resource as well. So we're really focused on how we can continue to link our students with these resources during this critical time. Is there an online gathering place uh, or, or sort of a clearinghouse for information that, that has been set up for students? How are you getting yeah, this so word we're out actually, to Yeah, we are utilizing uh, the PCC COVID-19 page, and so our resources mm -hmm. are listed on there as well. Okay. Um, and then I believe that we're also planning a email out to the entire student population, uh, which will include additional resource information. That's fantastic. I'm really pleased to hear that you guys are, are, are keeping up with those efforts. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, they're important during the best of times. So um, you mentioned the, the Panther Pantry. Um, what's the status of the pantry right now? Are the doors open? Are, are students still able to access food stores there? 
Unfortunately, no, uh, because the college is closed. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have been working with RISC to determine if we can do remote pantries. Uh, however, the best option that we have for students right now will be the grocery gift card program. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, that, that seems the most practical, the most doable, and, and, and it's incredibly versatile in, in terms of being able to meet students' food needs. It's a great idea. Yeah, with the yeah, with the governor's mandate, it's really hard to try to set up something where you're bringing students into um, a location such as our pantry. So we're still every day navigating if there are other options for us um, and exploring ways to continue to get that critical resource to our students. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm, <laughs> I can't tell you, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed with admiration right now. It's here sitting in my basement talking to you, uh, knowing that you guys are, are still working so hard to make sure that your, your fellow students are able to get through this time. Um, so congratulations and kudos to you and your, your colleagues on that. Um, some of the conversations that have been happening amongst uh, the rank and file, uh, both at Cascade and at the district is, you know, what, what are we learning from this period of time and what are the lessons that we can bring with us going forward? So um, <laughs> I'm going to lay a really difficult question on you right now. So uh, from a student's perspective, um, living through what you're living through now, when things return to some semblance of normalcy, um, what, will you, what would you like to see the college do differently um, to ensure continuity of education, uh, to ensure support for vulnerable students? How would you like to see us better prepared to handle something like this in the future? I think it's really important to continue to survey both the instructors and the students about their experience. Uh, that way we can get some, you know, critical information to help support how we might um, continue to make changes or navigate something like this differently in the future. Uh, I think support for instructors on how to teach remotely, not just the technical side of things, but also how to engage students remotely. Mm -hmm. It's a different experience than when you're able to make eye contact in a classroom. Um, I think something that I've learned from this is that, you know, our folks are incredibly resilient. Folks really want to help support one another during this time and collaboration is really critical. Um, something else that I think is really interesting is our ability to kind of, um, you know, at the drop of a hat, both from the federal government level and, you know, trickling down, we've been able to make these sort of like um, exceptions or waivers or things like that to better support students or better support people in general. And I just think it's really interesting. Can we continue to try to find ways in which we can continue to be inclusive um, and have those types of um, leniencies going forward, not just in a time of a pandemic, but understanding every single day that people navigate situations differently and people have different needs. And so how can we continue to support that um, with, you know, different things, deadlines or drop dates or, you know, whatever that might be for students. So I think if we can continue to look at the things that have gone well <laughs> and analyze the things that um, have been a difficult transition and then be able to reflect back on that, I think that we'll have some really good learnings that we can take forward into the future. Um, and I think every single day is an opportunity for those learnings. And I know that I've seen that in my classes and I'm super grateful to my instructors who are adapting every single class to try to make it that much more effective and impactful for the students. Wow. So, um, 
so definitely some uh, some large scale debriefing sessions when this is done during which we can, by we, I mean uh, the college's uh, establishment, hear, hear about the student experience and, and really listen and really carry those lessons forward. And also it sounds like you're calling for, you know, an extension of the, the compassion and the flexibility that we all need to incorporate at this time. And, uh, you know, applying that to regular student uh, interactions going forward. I think that makes a lot of sense. If we're kind now, let's keep being kind when this is done. Yeah, absolutely. So um, on a personal level, um, what are you doing to to keep it all together? What's your how's your life changed? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Another easy question. (laughs) So, Like everybody. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, like most folks, I think um, we're all starting to get a little bit of like a stir crazy being stuck in our spots. So I've been getting out and expanding my garden as much as possible. I'm really fortunate to be in a space um, where I can get my hands into the dirt. And so I've just been planting all sorts of different seeds, um, both for future vegetables um, and for wildflowers and things for pollinators. I've just been able to find that even if I can get outside for 10 minutes, that sort of resets uh, where I'm at and I'm able then to continue to work. Um, I'm also open to suggestions from anybody about how to manage the amount of screen time that we're doing right now, because it's definitely increased. And the more that I want to stay connected with folks, I realize the more connected to my screen, I also am. So looking for ways to, uh, continue to deal with the excess screen time too. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, the uh, the soil therapy, the garden therapy has been big at my house, too. We've been uh, expanding our garden and beginning our planting, too. And that has been absolutely uh, valuable in terms of just sort of recentering your day and getting your hands in the dirt. It, it's, a, it's a remarkable thing, really. So um, if uh, a couple more questions and we'll wrap things up. Uh, if there was one takeaway that you would like your instructors to hear, uh, about your experience and that of your fellow students uh, during the coronavirus outbreak? What would that be? I think it would be that it's difficult for all of us and that we're all sharing this learning experience. Um, so that as students, we acknowledge how difficult this is on our instructors. Um, and I feel like they're acknowledging how difficult this is for students. And I think Um, That awareness is going to help us to be able to support one another moving forward. Um, It's kind of that we're all in it together. And I think that's really shining through right now. That was very well said. Thank you. Um, So before we sign off, um, is there a a greeting that you would like to give to your fellow students and to the campus community? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I would say thank you to everyone for continuing to navigate this difficult time. I hope that we support one another by continuing to reach out. I am always here, and I really want to implore my fellow students to take a look at that resource page, the COVID-19 page on PCC's website. It has a plethora of resources to help us get by during this difficult time. That's really good advice. And we'll include a link to that page uh, when we distribute this episode of the podcast as well. 
Um, so, M. Jones, I really want to thank you for your time uh, and for your leadership, and most especially uh, for your ongoing efforts and those of your uh, ASPCC colleagues on behalf of your fellow students. I think you're providing an absolutely uh, critical service during this time. So, please uh, accept uh, my appreciation and that of the whole campus community for what you're doing. Thank you so much, Abe, and thank you for doing this to help keep us connected during this time. I appreciate it. I'm doing it as much to keep myself sane as I am to keep us all connected. So there's the dirty little <laughs> secret. <laughs> well, thank you, Em, and good luck with the rest of your studies this term. I hope your garden is bountiful. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. And there you have it. That was M. Jones, president of ASPCC Cascade. Thank you, M, for taking the time to join us on the podcast. And instructors, in case you're listening, patience, leniency, empathy for your students' mental health are all very important at this point in time. And um, sounds like everybody is working to adjust to the new reality of education at PCC. Um, and it sounds like most everybody is on the same page and hopefully things will get smoother as the term progresses. So now we are going to turn to the immediate past president of ASPCC Cascade, Terry Fain. I've had the good fortune in my job to get to know quite a few ASPCC Cascade presidents and they have all been, uh, without exception, um, very intelligent, uh, very driven people. And Terry is no exception. Uh, but I do have to say that among the many ASBCC Cascade presidents that I've gotten to know, Terry is among my very favorite. Um, and I think you'll uh, you'll hear that coming through loud and clear in this interview. Uh, as I mentioned, Terry is now studying in North Carolina at uh, North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro. So sit back now and enjoy this conversation with Terry Fain. All right, we're joined right now on the podcast by uh, Terry Fain. I'm sure most of you remember Terry. Uh, she is immediate, uh, the immediate past president of ASPCC Cascade and was also the chair of the Black Student Union. Right now, she is studying at North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro, North Carolina. Terry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I'm, <laughs> Happy I'm... to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. I imagine you're experiencing a lot of uh, similar things uh, to what's going on here in Portland. Um, your uh, university has switched over to online learning and remote learning completely, I would imagine. Yep. We're yeah. doing Zoom chats and our online system is called Blackboard. Mm -hmm. So that's what we've been using to do our assignments and stuff like that. <laughs> How's that transition been for you? It, I mean, it was smooth enough because I was taking one online class and it was just like a requirement I had to do that I hadn't got done in Portland, so that was fine. Mm -hmm. I prefer in-person classes because when you're, you're you know, away from it and you're looking at a recording after it's been, you know, recorded, mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't get to ask questions on the fly and it takes a little while to get in touch with your teachers. You don't really have the environment of being in a classroom, which is the reason why I wanted to be out here surrounded by students mm -hmm. um, at HBCU. So that is kind of a bummer, but we are able to get things done. It's efficient enough. My teach my professors have been very um, 
accessible the best way that they can, so that's fine. Um, Blackboard, like any online system, crashes sure. frequently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's frustrating. But other than that, it's been smooth enough. It's disappointing, but smooth enough to where I think we can get through this term and I'll be able to pass the classes. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, you're right. I think there's. it's hard to find an adequate substitute for that real-time give and take between instructor and student. But uh, I right. suppose in strange times, we all must make the best of it. Yeah, these are the strangest of times. <laughs> and, right. I, you know, it's not just us. Everyone's dealing with it, which is why I keep getting out of self, self-pity. self Like, it's mm-hmm. not just you. It's literally every college student in the United States right now. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think you're really onto something right there. You know, the, to the extent we can take ourselves away from our own predicament and consider others, I think that's that's going to be very helpful. Uh, how is how is the COVID-19 outbreak affecting uh, the community in Greensboro there? Greensboro, well, it kind of took a minute, I guess, for everything to shut down. North Carolina was a little bit late to the train, not in a bad way. It's just we just didn't, we are not, it's not a big town and people are not very close together. Mm-hmm. So... Um, people were pretty much living life as usual until the gov- the city got shut down. But because there's not a lot of people in Greensboro, like it's probably it's about the size of Portland, but a quarter of the amount of people. So even when there were a lot of folks going in and buying a lot of supplies, the stores were just able to restock very quickly. Right. <laughs> so we're not seeing the mad rush on things. It's you know. I don't see things change except when you go to the stores and see people with masks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's a small town. <laughs> it wasn't sure. a lot to do in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, kind of normal out here. Everyone's taking in stride. Southern people don't really freak out about things. So we're all helping each other out um, and finding things to do, like going to parks and stuff. But that's how we're taking it. Mm-hmm. Is um I would imagine How you doing? probably a small uh, college town. Uh, imagine much of the city's economy probably revol- revolves around the university to a large extent. That is true. It's a smaller college town, but a lot of the students, from what I've seen, are from North Carolina. So, um, you know, they may have moved off campus, but they're still here in the state and in the city. Mm-hmm. So they're still getting the businesses. Uh, our restaurants. <laughs> It's funny because, yeah, we're um, they can't take in customers, but because there's still a bunch of students here, mm-hmm. they're doing better in some cases because all the students are ordering food because lots of them don't know how to cook yet. <laughs> of course. Of course they are. Yeah. And there's only so much top ramen you can eat, right? Exactly. <laughs> My boyfriend has a friend who drives for, I think, Postmates, and they said he said he's been working 12-hour days, like just driving around, dropping off food. Yeah, I can delivering. imagine. <laughs> There's got to be a, you know, cool. a novel or something that arises out of somebody's delivery experience during this uh, epidemic. That's going to be interesting to see. So, um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> what are you uh, What are you studying out there in North Carolina? I'm studying international management. Um, my goal. I'm kind of in a still trying to figure out what the exact what what exactly I want to do with that, but. Um, it's revolving around being, um, a diversity consultant 
for businesses, both here and internationally. Mm -hmm. You know, as we globalize our economies, we need folks who will be able to be liaisons between companies to help them transition easier into different cultures. And that is something I kind of want to get into. I will probably have to design my major kind of to fit perfectly for what businesses want um, and are looking for. But from what I've heard from my counselor, it's something that is going to be, it's already something that's growing and something's going to be a real necessity as we continue to globalize, you know, just teaching businesses better Mm -hmm. about how to adjust to cultures when they enter into countries and vice versa. I got you. That sounds fascinating. I'm probably a whole lot of opportunities available, you know, and if you end up, you know, having to work in Paris or something, you'll just have to suffer through that, I suppose. Right. You know, I will take on that burden. (laughs) We're grateful. We're grateful, truly. (laughs) So are you... um, I just want to travel and doing something I love, like working with different cultures and people. Mm -hmm. is just, it was kind of something that it was like, ding, when I heard it. (laughs) Wow, that's awesome. So are you involved in um, uh, student government out there as well? Not, Not currently. Can you hear me okay? It's a little windy. Yeah, I can hear you fine. Okay. Uh, not currently. Um, I don't know <laughs> if I'll get involved out here. You know, I am a non-traditional student. I'm a lot older than a lot of my peers. Mm-hmm. So, and I kind of want to be a support, but from the background, because I feel like I have my student government experience, and it should be, I should lose opportunities from students who were one a part of the demographic who haven't had that experience and are from the area, so they're more in tune with what the student, local students want and what the local needs are for the communities. That's been kind of my, my thought when I first got here. Um, <laughs> and partially, one, because I just was unfamiliar with the area, and two, because I got a really good job working for a nonprofit that works in the community. Are you sure you can hear me? Cause I those, can hear you really just good. fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> can you hear the winds? Like the trees are shaking right now. No, actually, you're coming through pretty clear. Okay, good. Um, what was I saying? I actually got a um, really cool job at a nonprofit out here that helps um, goes into underserved communities and does voter education and registration and we were able to, we got a new, uh, we got permission just when I got hired to go into the high schools and talk to all their senior classes and register, talk to all the senior classes about the upcoming elections, like what's going to be on the ballot, who's eligible to vote, how you can vote, why you should vote, and, you know, just the whole um, uh, 360 degrees around voting and registering the folks who did want to get registered. And I kind of really got into that, which kind of brought me away from campus life. But um, that is, yeah, that's why I got away from student government out here. Well, it sounds like you're doing worthwhile work. Um, do you think you're you, do you finding that your experiences with ASBC Cascade are helping in this regard, in this new capacity? Oh, absolutely, 120%. I talked to um, Mo regularly, who was the DSC chair um, last year mm-hmm. when I was um, president of Cascade, and we just talked about how ASPCC has 
just changed our life. And it was just a worthwhile experience. Um, being comfortable with standing up in front of people and talking to groups of people was a big thing that helped me when standing with, um, when I go into high school, I'm basically doing a class rap. It's the exact same spiel I did when I was registering students oh, wow. to vote in Portland. <laughs> um, just at North Carolina, and these are high school students, you got to be just a bit more animated, but it was just having, being comfortable being in front of people and having 50 eyes on you at the same time, ASPCC, writing emails and um, writing professional introductions to community partners is another part of my job, and that's something I got from ASPCC, being comfortable um, approaching a business leader out of the blue and like, hey, this is who I am. This is uh, what we do. Would you be comfortable with us coming in and doing a presentation to your folks? Um, and having one-on-ones with community leaders um, to introduce them to our organization is something that I learned from ASPCC. So, so much professional development that you don't expect <laughs> from um, a student government job is just miles away this my manager looking at my resume was like oh okay yeah i don't even really want to interview you but yes you have the job you're hired thank <laughs> wow that's fantastic what a ringing endorsement yeah. of your uh aspcc training yes very much so i uh changed my life and i'm so so happy i ended up doing it for two years straight <laughs> that's it sounds like you're in a in a really good spot you know well except for you know the deadly global pandemic and all um, well, you know. <laughs> well, we're all very proud of you and proud of your success. And it's uh, wonderful to hear your voice and hear how you're doing. Um, I thank just want to thank you for taking the time to uh, appear on our podcast. Well, thank you. I miss you guys so much. Every day when it gets rough out here, me and Mo are always thinking like, we could just go back to Portland, dude. It'll be fine. <laughs> just go back. Well, anytime, <laughs> anytime you want to come visit. Um, do you want to say anything to your uh, colleagues uh, and friends at Cascade before we sign off? Um, I miss all of you guys. I love you so very much. Um, thank you so much for everything that you gave me, all the friendships, all the professional development. Kendi, Chelsea, Ashley, I miss all of your faces, and I love you very much and think about you every day. And, yeah, um, I will be back to visit, and I hope you all are doing fine. Keep your head up. Please reach out to me if you want to. I'm bored. What's the best way for people to reach out to you? Uh, you can hit me on Facebook or Instagram. My name Terry Fain. You can find me on both. Okay. Well, Terry <laughs> Fain. Give me an email at my old PCC email because that is still active. Okay. Well, Terry Fain, you take care of yourself and um, hope things return to normal for you and for everybody quite soon. Yeah, you guys stay safe. Wash your hands. <laughs> Thank you. You too. Take care. Yeah, you too. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Radio Free Cascade. I want to thank both M and Terry for taking the time to uh, be interviewed. And thanks to everyone who sent in their submissions for this week's episode. Um, I went through how to do that towards the top of the episode, but I left out a crucial piece. And that is, once you've made your audio recording, you can email that to me 
at abeproctor at yahoo.com. One word, A-B-E-P-R-O-C-T-O-R at yahoo.com. And I look forward to receiving those from you all. Um, in the meantime, please be good to yourselves, be good to your families, uh, be good to your communities, and take care when you're out and about. This is no time to let our foot off the gas. Um, until next time, then, this has been Radio Free Cascade. Thank you for listening. The first thing I have to say is I really love the Chill Hop Vibe intro music. Nice work on that, Corey. Uh, my name is John Whitford. I'm the acting coordinator of the Veterans Resource Center at Cascade Campus. Um, we have four resource centers at each campus. We have the Multicultural Center, the Queer Resource Center, the Women's Resource Center, and of course, the Veterans Resource Center. And I think a lot of students don't realize what they're missing when they don't have that to go to. Uh, those resource centers are a great source of communication amongst, among students. You know, you can come in and, of course, do homework, create study groups, um, you know, print things out when we have the physical space open, of course. Um, but I think the biggest thing missing right now is just that camaraderie, the, the way to sit down and just chat with people, watch a movie together, play a game, um, just hang out and relax. And I think that's something that a lot of students hopefully are trying to do as, as best they can while we're away from each other. But if not, try and find a way to do that. And one thing we've done with the Veterans Resource Center is we have a Discord page. This is a, a, a chat room, essentially, um, primarily used by gamers, but it's actually very robust. And, and we've broken it out into several different rooms for tutoring, for social. Um, we've got a lot of different... Um, uh, resources from PCC that have been coming onto that page from advising and admissions, uh, different areas, career resource centers represented there. Um, so I would like to invite any student to come in to our channel and just hang out. Um, we do have those four resource centers, but you do not have to identify as a particular person or with a particular center to come into the room. It is a student-facing space, and it's for all students. You pay for this with your... Uh, with your uh, student activity fee, so please use this space. Um, the easiest way to get to this Discord page, um, unfortunately, uh, I have not ha had a chance to update our Cascade website, but um, uh, Matt, Matt Blankenship over at Sylvania has done a great job of updating his. So if you go to pcc.edu slash veterans slash Sylvania, the link to the Discord space page is right there. And we look forward to having you there. On a personal note, if you're just looking for something fun to do while you're in isolation, if you have access to Amazon and you can afford a, a fun game, Gloomhaven is awesome. And I think Abe will back me up on that. You can play it solo. You can play it with your family, up to four people. It's, it, um, it'll last you probably through uh, next year if you have to uh, be isolated for that long. Lego has been a go-to for me, so that's been fun. Um, I'd like to echo what a lot of people have been saying in their comments. I miss everybody there. We have a, a very good community at Cascade, and it's, it, it's helpful to have our Zoom meetings where we can see each other's faces and wave to each other. But that, that interpersonal being right next to each other, without having that, it's, it's, it's a difficult thing to deal with for, for a lot of us. You introverts might love it, but us extroverts, it's pretty hard. I'd like to leave you with one last thing. You can interpret this however you want. It's one of my favorite quotes from a great author. A hero is someone who has given his or her life to something bigger than oneself. That, of course, is Joseph Campbell. 
thank you, Abe, for doing this. And thank you to everyone in the community for everything you're doing to keep us together. Hello, PCC Cascade community. This is Thomas Worth. I wanted to send my best to you all during this unprecedented pandemic. Hope that you're all making whatever space you can to support your mental and physical health during this time. Some of you uh, may remember me from my time in ASPCC Cascade, the student government there on campus, where I served for two years as the Director of Legislative Affairs uh, about a decade ago, um, or from the various college outreach projects that I worked on at the campus and district levels. I am currently completing a PhD in political science at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, where I study gender and international security. And I wanted to say thank you to all of the faculty, staff, and other community members at Cascade who helped support me along the way. I wouldn't be here without that support. Be well, everyone. Hey, this is uh, Roberto Suarez here with a quick shout out and greetings to my Cascade family and friends. I know that during this time of social distancing and isolation, it can be a little challenging. It can be discouraging um, to not have the day-to-day -day interaction that we normally are used to in many ways that we take for granted. How many times have we been at work and we are like, you know, let's close the doors and isolate ourselves at work so that we are not bothered by anybody so we can do our work. Um, and now that we are having to isolate ourselves, it is uh, interesting to realize how much we miss those social connections with one another, whether it is, you know, just passing by the advising offices and sharing a joke with Chris Seymour or with Lainey or, uh, or stopping by the testing center, saying hi to Vilma and Simhal and the rest of the team over there. Uh, those day-to-day -day interactions matter so much and uh, and I hope that in many ways we have uh, learned to appreciate the time that we do get to spend together at work. Um, I for myself I am following all the protocols staying socially isolated as well. Uh, my family and I uh, are all crammed here in the house. Uh, for those of you who know my oldest daughter, Elisa, who studies in San Francisco, she's been home and uh, studying from here through distance learning and uh, online learning. Um, and I have actually found some ways to become a little bit uh, more productive during this time, which is really interesting. Uh, I've been working on a lot of uh, adapting our admissions work to the virtual world. So anyway, uh, Abe asked me to do a quick shout out and send some words of encouragement. So I just wanted to take a moment to do that to all of the wonderful folks uh, who are a part of my PCC family at Cascade. Uh, just wanting to let you know that I'm thinking of you and that I hope that you are staying safe and that you are uh, managing through these challenging times as best as possible. Um, Abe also told me that I should uh say a dad joke i guess being locked in my home with my kids is a great opportunity to do cheesy dad jokes so i do have one dad joke that i can share with everyone so uh let me see if i remember it correctly okay okay so why why is the norwegian navy putting barcodes 
on their ships. Okay, once again, why is the Norwegian Navy putting barcodes on their ships? The answer is so they can Scandinavian. Thank you. Thank you. I'm here all week. All right, folks. Hope you're all doing well. Take care, and I'll check back with you again soon.